Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith M network, network. And you are joined by Danuta and Lawson. We're excited to be here today, aren't we, Lawson? Yes, of course we're excited to be here because it is a beautiful, sunny Tuesday morning here in Curry Curry Australia, but or Curry Curry New South Wales Australia. Mm. But hey, wherever you're listening from this morning, we are glad that you're joining us here on the Breakfast Show. Absolutely. So good morning, Australia. Yeah. And when you talk about good weather, I was thinking, you know, how on the weekend I went to down to the beach for a little while. Oh, that's of awesome. course I love going for chill, you know to just to to relax there, but also do a long walk. I did a good long one hour walk, which I felt so good after that. Did you, did you put like? Did you put like Strava on on the watch or anything tracking your case? <laughs> no. Oh, then it, you didn't really go for a walk then. That's what uh, they. That's what they say. If, the, if there's nothing tracking, if there's nothing tracking it, then it didn't really happen. That's that's the consensus. No, no, in no. The people saw, people saw me walking. There were witnesses. Oh, okay, okay. But here's, the be- <laughs> <laughs> but here's the beautiful thing as well. I watched. You know, how, as you do when you go out in the public. Sometimes you just sit back and watch people, mm. and just. To to see some of the beautiful acts of kindness that people were doing. I saw a lady that was actually taking, um, I don't know if it was a lady or a gentleman, but somebody on a wheelchair that mm. had special wheels on it, like blown up kind of wheels, so they could put them into the water, like wheel them down all the way to the sand and into the water. And I watched as 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 she wheeled him in this person into the water a little bit and as the waves came came back a little bit because it pushed them back and then back in again and I just thought what incredible love she has. Yeah, wait, so it's like a wheelchair that you can go swimming on well, you can, uh, well, as you in can, they were still sitting in the in the chair, but basically but yeah, able to water. go in the water. Isn't that's, that incredible? That's awesome. And coming up on our show today, we have an interview with Sheridan Godfrey, looking at the um, journey of faith. In our news segment, we're actually looking at a world first transplant, which is going to be fascinating oh, wow. to hear about. And in our Bible study section, we're looking at mission to the needy this week, and today we're looking at Christ's method alone. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson this morning. And it's come time for our very first quiz question this morning and to let our listeners know what our giveaway is this week. Yes, okay, so our first question for today is simply this. What is another name for the Sea of Tiberias? If you know the answer to this one, you will go into the draw to win our amazing prizes for this week. We have two prizes for two different people. Both of them are 1,000-piece puzzles. We've got Jesus at the helm, firstly, and then secondly, we've got May I Hold Him. Both just really beautiful 1,000-piece puzzles that you can work to solve and, you know, keep solved as Danuta has been fighting for in her home with her 1,000-piece puzzle. Yeah, as I said yesterday, I am a I am a corner piece. I'm an edge piece specialist. And then which, you leave the rest to somebody that's, else. That's right. That's a that's bit right. cheating, I reckon. I, I know. And like, I, that's the hardest part. I, well, 
Yeah, well, the well, the edge is the easiest part. Uh, the that's rest what I'm of it, saying. Yeah, yeah, the, rest, so, the hardest part you're leaving to somebody else. I that's think that's right. that's really taking the like the the easy road. Yeah, but it's did not I? Right. I'm not going to claim that I finished the puzzle <laughs> or the. You know, I'm just going to say, hey, look, I did the part that was easy, and this person did everything else, and they're they're a gun, and I'm not. So, and and I'm perfectly comfortable <laughs> with saying that. I'm perfectly comfortable with saying, look, I didn't finish this one thousand piece puzzle, but you shouldn't be. You should be comfortable with saying, I won a thousand piece puzzle from Faith FM and I finished it because you're an amazing person (laughs) (laughs) who I believe in, who can answer such questions as what is another name for the Sea of Tiberius? If you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. Clue is... I have been there. <laughs> You've, oh, yep. If you are If const- you can work that out, if you can read my mind. If you are constantly <laughs> monitoring the whereabouts of Danuta and where she's been, well, then I guess you'll know the answer. 0491-064-669. Yeah, we've also got a place to go this morning. That's Westbury, Tas- Westbury, Westbury, Westbury. Westbury. Westbury, Tasmania on 88 88- Point oh, I've never been to this location. No, before. I have been to. Ta- have you been to Tassie though? I've been to Tasmania. In fact, actually, we've got my mum in the studio this morning, sitting, sitting beside me here. And yo, as, shout out, good shout, morning to shout her. Shout out, my mum, Alicia. <laughs> uh, I went to Tasmania. We went to like Cradle Mountain and stuff when I was like maybe six or seven or something. I I remember they, my parents had done like a cool like motorbike trip with their friends and then eventually we joined onto that in the car and you know had a look around Tassie for a little bit I have very like very faded fuzzy memories of Tasmania but I know that Tasmania is really cool and it is it's beautiful shout out all the people in Westbury Tasmania who are listening on 88.0 this morning and if you're from that area or you know someone from that area or you've been to that area let us know 0491-064-669 it's just west of Lonnie Mm. just up the road so shout out all the people who are central north part of Tassie that's right yeah Lossheston's a beautiful spot too so 30k's Mm. that would be really nice around there too I'm sure in every way hey some great news of course um yeah if you ever had to have like if if something was to go wrong with one of your senses okay lawson the five senses okay yeah you know sound smell you know he, he, Side, hearing sight you know touch yeah, those yeah, things yeah which would you choose to lose yeah <sighs> which, no i'll rephrase that which one would you choose to to not lose. To, to not. Okay, like, so which seri- one do I seriously see? Seriously, out of those as what, being the what, most important. Oh, what's the most important? I mean, I think practically, I think sight is, I would say, the most important to me. But, I mean, I'd hate to lose sound. That would make me so sad. Oh, yeah, I would hate because I, I love music I would, too. Ha- so yeah, I would be hate a- that. If I couldn't hear, because if I, well, if I couldn't feel, if I lost, like, feeling and visibility that I couldn't play instruments. But I feel like if I if I just lost my sight, then I could still play instruments. I could be like Stevie Wonder, you know. I'd be, oh, yeah. I'd be like those kinds of vibes. <laughs> right. So cool. that, that's the toss-up for me. Taste, I'm like, yeah, take it or leave it. You know, smell, take it. In fact, probably oftentimes better to lose smell. Um, those kinds of things. But, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's definitely between... It's like sight and and sound. Yeah, yeah. Well, same same kind of thing. 
And yeah, so sight is really so important for us, isn't it? Because it helps us keep our balance. It actually is there for safety so that we yeah. know when to move away. It's a comfort thing too from a, like, you know, you can see things from a distance. You don't have to put glasses on like I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, sight, this is actually something um, I, I talk about when people have conversations with me about like sports or particularly when I talk about with people like motorbike racing or stuff like the importance of your eyes, like the Mm. importance of sight, like you can't, operate a vehicle without sight. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can... You and can, you want your independence, don't you? Yeah, I yeah, know. for sure. Yeah, yeah, but you do want your absolutely, independence. Absolutely, but it's like, it's like there's there's so much that you can't do. Like, you you can't really operate a computer with if you just, like, can't see. Yeah. I mean, you can get through life with voice prompts and voice commands, but it's just it just makes life so much more difficult if you lose that. That's it. And so 80% of our impressions come actually by what we actually see. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, the eyes actually protect us from danger, as I mentioned earlier. So that's really important. Now, here's some really exciting news. As I mentioned earlier in, you know, announcing what we're going to be talking about this morning, we're talking about a world-first trans. Transplant. So where do you think I'm going with this? There's is been a first eyes? ever world transplant of an eye. That's amazing. Isn't that incredible? That's so amazing. So surgeons have actually done the first eye transplant. This is in Arkansas, which is southern USA, which is borders on Mississippi River. And, of course, uh, the, inter- the important thing here is that, um, you know, they've had to connect it, of course, to the optic nerve. Mm-hmm. which the optic nerve is basically in, an extension of the central nervous system. So it actually connects the messages to the brain um, and as well as to the spine, but particularly you know, to the brain to then interpret whatever we're seeing as well, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's again, it's, oh, I'd love to, I, and I'm sure you've got some information there about the, like the rehab and recovery phase of this, because you, the eye is such an automatic function that we mm. just don't, Think about. We take about take it for granted, which yeah. is really in- incredible. But here's the interesting thing. So Aaron James was working on a power line in Mississippi and accidentally touched the live wire, oh. and he actually got to catch this seven thousand two hundred volt shock. Wow, right. So he's, he really should have died in many ways, you know. And when he actually uh, was taken to hospital, his wife was informed, look, you know, he might not actually make it through. All she knew was that he was not dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he was, um, but in fact, he was missing part of the face and his left eye had to be amputated. And mm. so in NYU, which is the New York's, um, uh, area in Langone Health, NYU Langone Health is based in New York City. It's one of the nation's leading medical centers. So 140 surgeons and attend- attendants did a 21 hour surgery on this military ve- veteran who was actually nearly electrocuted. Mm. The surgery was actually su- successfully replaced most of his face and actually connected, um, they actually connected a donor eyeball to the optic nerve, which is absolutely amazing. They were not sure yet if it would actually he, had, he would be able to see but the stem cells were injected mm. into the optic nerve wow. and they also hoped that they would uh, restore the communication system between the brain and the eye and so interestingly over time the tissue from the donor actually started to take and actually mend which is really mm. fantastic because that's exactly what they were looking for. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and he was able to gradually see. So the only other incredible thing is that with his face, because that was of course operated on, his skin came back, and he started growing a beard. And his wife said it was just such an emotional moment for for both of them in every yeah, kind of way. Wow. So I uh, just think what an incredible thing, you know, what the surgeons can actually do these days. My mind actually went to um, you know one of the mm. ver- well, there's many verses on the eyes, but in Luke eleven thirty four to 36 we read your eye is the lamp of your body isn't that incredible when your eyes are good your whole body also is full of light Mm. so you know i just think it's so true isn't it it's incredible so when we actually can see the beauty around us i just think there is so much beauty that god has created that we need to be grateful for but the beauty of being able to see other people when we actually talk to them and things Mm. like that it's just what an incredible god we have yeah and i think we also believe in a god who supplements for our need in the sense that there are people who can't see and won't see and will yes. never see. And they look forward to a time in which eye has not seen nor ear has heard I the things love that, that are prepared verse. for them. And it's like, and it's amazing. Like there's coming a time. Like, it's like, guys, like we fixed, we fixed eyes, but then we also look forward to a time where everyone's eyes will be made perfect. Absolutely. Again. You're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. We're excited about what this week holds with our listeners and here at our studio. Take it away, please, Lawson, with our next quiz question. We've got loads of answers already coming through. All right. According to John 6, who was the apostle when Jesus asked, where are we going to buy bread for these people? So 0491-064-669, who was the apostle when Jesus asks, when, this is according to John 6, uh, where are we going to buy bread for these people? If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you go into the draw to win our prizes this morning, which is we've got Jesus at the helm, which is a 1,000-piece puzzle, as well as May I See Jesus, another 1,000-piece puzzle. Just beautiful puzzles and also just an amazing activity. And I can imagine if you're living in a family home and you've got your family around and particularly coming up to Christmas time, holiday time, you know, to have uh, have some 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 puzzles there just to, to get done. Well, a puzzle, which we will give to you because we've got two puzzles and we're going to have two different winners for those puzzles. But hey, 0491-064-669. And I believe the response to this question that Jesus asks is, oh, hey, there's there's five loaves and two fishes. Mm-hmm. So, you're, so you're looking for the person who's, who's responding here. 0491-064-669. And like you said, you know, with Christmas coming up, you know, a whole family can get around a table and actually do the puzzle together. It's a great way to connect and have fun together. Mm. So, um, yeah, just just keep keep those answers coming in. The more times you enter, the more times you get the chance to win. State it or star it if you want to play but you don't want to go into the draw. That happens at quarter to nine on Friday morning. So keep mm. those text messages coming in, giving us your answers. And, you know, text us in too. We had the earlier question about, you know, what was the, the other name for the Sea of Tiberias? Mm. 
Tell us if you've actually been to some of these places that we actually yeah, mentioned. Wow. So to Israel or places of Israel, what have you liked about that? Or what have you heard about some of the places from other people that have actually visited there? Mm. Text us in on 0491 Where are we going with our news today, Lawson? We're actually going to this area of the Middle East. We're going to Israel and some stuff. Well, Israel, Palestine, some stuff happening over there. I mean, we have been covering Israel, Palestine. Everywhere mm. in the world has been covering Israel, Palestine. The last the few weeks. Happening there. But the decision has been made that Bethlehem will not host any kind of nativity festivities this year. Wow, interesting. Anything and to do with Christmas. Okay. Like they're, they're, not, they're not hosting it this year. We, and what is their reason? Is it to do with the war that's going on at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. This has been a thing that, well, for hundreds of years, mm. uh, Bethlehem, or well, you could even say thousands of years, uh, but particularly over the last hundred years, as tourism to this area has mm. just increased and increased and increased, mm. Bethlehem has been the home of like some of the biggest nativity scenes in the world because it's the place where the nativity took place. Yeah, where Jesus was born. That's where Jesus was born. And so it's played host always to huge nativity celebrations. Since 1988, that was the last time that the nativity there was called off. And now it has been called off this year. Now, Bethlehem is currently like a a Palestinian-controlled area area and so they have decided to call off the nativity um in tribute to the hamas fighters to have died now for us you know looking at this conflict from the outside like it's it's quite a you could say it's a controversial thing because well the perspective from the palestinian side is like oh hamas is you know these people who are fighting for the freedom of palestine from the if you support israel in this conflict it's like oh hamas are terrorists who launched you know they were the aggravators who launched this attack and then the counter response to that from the palestinian side Mm. is like oh but they're taking our land Mm, and they're mm -hmm. they're oppressing us and they're Mm. subjugating us like like we have the right to respond and we're going to respond with violence i guess my question here with all of this and and i I've just been thinking it through. Okay, my, my my initial reaction before I get into my question, my my initial reaction to this when I when I saw it, and I'm like, I was like, well, the the question was, it's like, well, what does this what does this have to do with Jesus? Like, mm. why why stop having nativity? And then I thought it through for a little bit, and I was like, oh well, okay, I could see why maybe they don't want to have festivities at all because in larger numbers it attracts large numbers you know in large numbers and it's pretty the mood there is pretty gloomy and it's pretty down it's pretty rough and i would hate to say like i'd I'd hate to make a situation like this about me in terms of like you know imagine some awful tragedy unfolds here in you know one of the the local towns here in you know in, in lake macquarie i grew up in lake macquarie and every year they'd do like carols by candlelight right it's like yeah. classic uh, carols by candlelight on the lake and it's like if one year they were like oh this terrible conflict has happened and so we're not going to run it and because out of tribute to the people you know i wouldn't be saying oh they hate christians as a result you know or, or they hate jesus i'd be like oh no this is just a really sad and difficult time and yeah, looking at this situation, I, I can understand why. But then, I don't know, given the context of Israel, Palestine, the religions that are there, you've got Israelis being mostly Jewish and then Palestinians being mostly, uh, being mostly Muslim. And 
and then they're like, okay, we're calling off the nativity out of respect for the fighters. But I don't know. I feel as though if there's anything that could be celebrated at this time, it, it is Christ. And I think for Muslims there, like Christ is, even in Islamic tradition, is something to be celebrated. They, Islamic people wholeheartedly believe that, well, they don't believe that Jesus is God. They believe that Jesus was a, a very important prophet. But they, but they also believe in the soon return of Jesus. And many Muslims are awaiting the soon return of Jesus. And I think if, the, if there's anything that could spark light and hope and courage, and furthermore, and this is something that we talked about yesterday, peace into this area, it's to celebrate to celebrate Christ because, you know, your your issue and this war isn't you fighting against, you know, Christians or, say, you fighting against Jesus. I, I think here it's just a case of conflict happening. It's like, man. So it's sad to see. I think, I think it's sad to it see. It is sad to see. And also what we do know is that Christians over there are a minority compared to the other religions. Sure. Yeah. Um, and also what was really interesting when we went to Israel is, is, is that – you know, the Jews live in one area, the Muslims live in another, the Christians in another, and you've kind of got the, the in-betweens that mm. sort of don't, don't belong to, to either of those religious groups. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, overall, the thing is we know that Jesus brings peace. He's all about yeah. peace, isn't that? Yeah. And that's one of the things that with Christmas is really beautiful and crucial is that that message of peace and hope is really central to the Christmas message. But, yeah, I guess there's that whole fear of people coming together as well, you know, as yeah. well as being mindful of how many lives have been lost and some would mm. be feeling like, how can we actually celebrate when there's been so much devastation? There's a whole ver- gamut of reasons, yeah. wouldn't there be? And so it's, I think, because I love, I love, I personally really love Christmas time because of the the peace and the unity that it does bring to people in in their lives and and whatnot and i'm just like oh man like is there a way that the palestinians and israelis and the people being attacked here can experience that unity and that peace amidst the conflict and i'm like oh man like get out of there you know but then i'm like oh well that's what the war is on in the first place it's like the fact that it's their home and they're defending it and well the the perspective is is from both sides is that oh this is our homeland that we have right to or that we have control over and so yeah it's just it's a difficult thing and i think it again i don't know maybe um maybe i'm overreacting a little bit maybe i'm sitting here maybe i'm being potentially a little bit melodramatic but i look at this and and maybe i could i look at the situation like oh yeah i guess the rubber meets the road when it's like the times in life where it's where everyone is just peaceful where everyone just does stop working and does get to chill out because that's how i've always reflected on christmas that's that's Mm. what christmas has been to me throughout my whole life it's like oh the people in this conflict aren't afforded that opportunity anymore to rest, to chill out, you know, and, and I even, I think back to World War II and, you know, the famous battles and the, well, the famous Christmas treaty that took place. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, even those soldiers who were fighting then had mm-hmm. a ceasefire for that time and were able to yep. see unity and it's, and sang together and sang together and spent time together. But here in, in Israel and where, how this in Palestine and how this w- war is unfolding, uh, and the hatred and the turmoil that's there, it's, they're not even afforded that opportunity to, to, take a few moments to be able to rest or relax mm. to celebrate the birth of Jesus and to unite together and on a holiday. Like that's, that's a reality situation. Incredibly sad, but Hey, we, we have Jesus to look forward to. Uh, we have Jesus to have hope in. Right. 
You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Take it away, Lawson, please, with our next quiz question. Yeah, next quiz question here. According to the apostles, what amount of wages were not enough to buy food for the 5,000. So, oh, okay, okay. We're seeing seeing maybe a bit of a theme here running Yeah, through, I think so. According <laughs> to the apostles, what amount of wages were not enough to buy food for the 5,000? If you know the answer, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win, well, one of two amazing jigsaw puzzles, which will be drawn at the end of this week. We've got Jesus at the helm, or may I hold him, which is a little scene from the from well from the nativity as we were talking about earlier. But zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. If you text the number with the correct answer, the more correct answers you text in, the more chances you have to win, the more chances you get in the draw. But again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And yeah, give us a text, answer that question, you can win this prize absolutely for free. Absolutely exciting. Yeah, we're giving away those two prizes this week. Okay, it's come time for us to do our interview with Sheridan Godfrey. Sheridan, are you there? Good morning, guys. Yeah, I'm here. Good. How are you? Yeah, good morning. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah, funny, <laughs> funny how uh, we run into each other again so soon, Lawson. Yeah, that's why. right. Well, I was just down in Canberra. You're a Canberra native, of course. I was down there on the weekend for just the awesome and amazing incredible Faith FM regional that happened down there, which I was just like so impressed and blown away by. I've just been raving about it to people. Like, oh, off air, he's been talking about it all the time yesterday, especially. Like, and and just the, very, the... Yeah, it was a very good uh, uh, discussion between uh, Robbie, um, Lloyd, and, and you as well. It was fantastic. Oh, so, praise um, God. Well, we... were greatly benefited, yeah. Not only was it good, I think it was a, it was a great discussion, but the, again, and again, just to heap praise onto Canberra and Canberra people, just getting it done right. Like, it was a fantastic context, a, a great facility, and, and particularly that night as well, what was amazing to see is, that I know that you guys have been putting a lot of effort into spread the word about Faith FM and, and to get people to come along to this event, and there was so many community people there like there's over a hundred people just from the community who aren't connected with churches who listen to faith of them and were like yes we want to interact here we want to get to know the people behind us is awesome yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a common it's a myth um it's a myth that you know people people you know don't want anything to do with god i i truly believe that Mm. you know when you start scratching the surface and and uh you know sharing your sharing your testimony or teaching people about jesus uh, people are just drawn, drawn mm. to him, you know, and, uh, yeah, I'd encourage everybody who, who kind of feels like, you know, um, you know, their, their faith is not worth sharing or, you know, like people aren't interested. I, I challenge you to put that to the test, you know, and, uh, actually, you know, give it a go. You know, you, you'll be absolutely amazed and astounded with the results. Yeah, and, love uh, what, what, love what you're sharing there, Sheridan. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned there about your story or testimony. And that is just always so powerful, isn't it? Because nobody can take that away from you, what God has done in your life. And it's so real and raw. And so, and, and so today we're, we're actually keen to hear your story. But before we just jump into that, tell us just really briefly a little bit about yourself, what you're doing currently. You're obviously in Canberra. A uh, little bit about yourself and then, yeah, going to sharing how, you 
you know, a bit of your faith journey. How did you come to know the Lord? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of twists and turns in my journey. Uh, but currently, I am a I'm a father of three wonderful children: uh, mm. Oliver, um, Oliver, my eldest; Carlos, my my middle child; and Catalina, my my little my little baby princess. Lovely. Um, yeah, yeah, I love love them all. Um, I am. Uh, I have a wife named Ruth from Argentina who is a medical graduate and a theologian as well. Wow. She, wow. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. She's, she's really, really, uh, you know, she's, she's, she's a foundation of mine, one of my pillars for sure. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a Christian, obviously. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I really, I love my church community or communities. We've got a few here in Canberra now and I'm torn. I, I wish I could be in five places at once. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, like some of my interests, I I, uh, I love surfing. I wish I could trade some passion for skill. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd call it maybe like half an hour of drowning every time I go out. But uh, oh. I, I, I I love it. So um, where do you go? Because Canberra's quite far from the beach, though, <laughs> yeah, isn't sure it? Is. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, nowhere's nowhere's. Far, uh, too far away from the beach, you know. Like okay, you'll find a ways. In other words, that's right. If there's a will, there's a way. So, um, but yeah, for a little bit closer, closer to home, there's there's always mountain biking, a little bit of camping, and and I do enjoy reading. However, man, time's hard to find sometimes, isn't it? Mm. You know? so, yeah, mm. I wish I had more time to read the books I I love reading. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a plumber. Wow. So, you're, yeah. So you're a bit multiple, multitasker kind of if you're into farming and plumbing and stuff like that. So, um, interesting, interesting road there that you have just a did, variety did of say, things. Did I say farming? Oh, I sorry. I said, you I live th- on I a thought f- I said camping. No, no, I, I don't live on a farm. <laughs> oh, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm just outside of Canberra. Oh, okay. In a little, in a little town called Bungendore. But yeah, oh. no, nah, we're, we're pretty suburban. Oh, so. okay. Sorry. <laughs> unless I heard that wrongly. That's so. Oh, well, I must have said the wrong thing. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> No, no, all good, all good. But we listen carefully here too. So just tell us a little bit, Sheridan, about your story. Um, have you always been a Christian? Uh, look, you know, if, if, if I define a Christian, it's someone who follows God. And uh, if, if that's the definition of what a Christian is, no, I haven't always been a Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but I, I have always I, I have always had God as a, I guess, a reference point through my grandparents' faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, early on in my childhood, uh, with you know the, the faith of my parents before you know, mm-hmm. um, you know circumstances changed. So um, yeah, I I have known God, but have I always followed God? Yeah, I I wish the answer was yes, but unfortunately no. Um, yeah, uh, I I grew up in the Adventist church. Mum mm-hmm. and dad loved us, and and they they did their very best for us, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, my, my father was a pastor as well, once upon a time. Um, mm. Yeah, we moved to New Zealand, um, and then I was there for about 10 years, uh, one year in South Australia, and then since then, for the last 20-plus 20, 20 years, we've been here in uh, Canberra and surrounding regions. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, I... Yeah, my, my, father, my father fell out with the church, and, and I'm, you know... I, I, I believe he also, you know, he tried to leave God as well. Mm-hmm. And he really embraced kind of a secular lifestyle. And, you know, um, we all, we all kind of followed suit, um, at that, at that stage anyway. Um, you know, and 
I don't know. I guess as a, this is probably when I was a bit closer to a teenager, you know. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I fell into the trap of thinking I knew better than God and I knew how to, how to have more fun than, than, uh, uh, you know, the, the things that God had planned for me. So I, I, I fell into the, you know, the typical sins of, uh, chasing, chasing a, a good time. And, uh, you know, I went against my conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we as a family increased the material goods and, and, uh, as I, as I got older, you know, I guess sin escalated as well. Um, yeah, I kind of, you know, drugs and alcohol. I was a pack a day smoker for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, how, how did I get there? You know, um, mm-hmm. that's still, it still befuddles me, but that's, that's what happened. It was part mm-hmm. of my journey. And, uh, you know, but the but the fruit of that, uh, as I as I, uh, yeah, I guess you know, I, making all these decisions to try and try and make my life better. Mm. How was I left off? You know, and mm. and the the truth was, you know, I just wrestling with a deep sense of meaninglessness. Mm-hmm. I was purposeless. Uh, I I I brought upon myself a bit of an existential crisis and. Mm. and probably around around 20s in, in my 20s you know um i really i really had a dig in in science and philosophy and, and other religions I, I explored a little bit of um i didn't didn't want to be a christian because people just copy their parents and i thought i knew better mm-hmm. um but you know um yeah panic attacks and 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 brutal depression where you know it's probably yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty sad, you know, um, really, yeah. really wrestling with a lot of this stuff. Um, it was, it was a profound depression. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I think I can definitely see there in what you're admitting is like, despite me or d- despite for yourself saying, saying to yourself, like, yes, I know what's best for me. Yet every attempt you had made to, to be happy and to experience pleasure and joy had just fallen flat on its face. And I think that speaks volumes to the fact that, you know, th- there's lots of advice given like, Oh, you know yourself the best, you know, do what's right mm. in, you, in your own heart and your own eyes, you know, follow your heart. It, 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 like we would give the advice as Christians, Hey, don't do that. That's actually bad. But, but what you're communicating is that you really you mm. really practically experienced that of mm. you tried to follow your own heart and all that you were left with was pain. Mm. And I guess for yeah. us this morning, the question is, well, what was the response to that? You know, what, mm. what, what was the turning point? Yeah. What, what <laughs> led to you from you just experiencing a deep and profound sense of pain in that way to, to becoming a follower of Jesus and getting through that? Well, I have to, I have to say, um, yeah, God provides. Um, I, I actually, I was going through a real hard time. Uh, the worst, the worst night of my life. I still remember basically screaming into my pillow. Was, um, I had this vision. I was floating in an ocean. I couldn't see the land and it looked like I was just bobbing up and down and I was staying still. Mm. But really wow. there was an undercurrent just towing me, towing me so fast. But because I had no reference point, it, I couldn't see that. Mm. You know, wow. it just, just felt like I was still, you know, and that, mm. that is the nature of sin. You know, it, it, um, there is a point of no return, but we don't know where that is. And, uh, it's got a gravity to it. Whereas once you, once you cross sin's event horizon, it's really hard to come back from it, you know? Mm. And, uh, I, I, I was probably, I, I had, 
I believed God's laws were just arbitrary restrictions. He was the fun police, whatever else, you know. Mm. And I thought, I thought, well, I was drawing all these arbitrary lines for myself, like, oh, I'll do these drugs, but I won't do those drugs, mm. you know. And then you move the line in the sand, and then you go, oh, well, okay, I'll do these ones as well, and but I won't do that one, you know. And, and I realised, man. I just keep moving the line, you know. Yeah, it's like, that current that was pulling you in, eh? It's it's terrifying, you mm. know. And I I freaked out when I realised I was like, man, I'm I I you know I need someone to just I need I need a saviour, and I just cried wow. out in my heart like, God, God, where are you? Wow. And uh, yeah, in a in a profound way, I have I have two nanas, one in New Zealand, one in Kurumbong. Mm-hmm. They're both Seventh Day Adventist, uh, um, you know, giants in the faith. And they both were moved with impressions to just buy Sheridan a book and send Sheridan a book. Wow. And I got I got two books in the mail at the same time by both nanas who hadn't spoken to each other. Oh, that's powerful. And, right yeah. there you would have seen God's hand in that. What were well, those books? <laughs> yeah. I knew that question was coming, eh? One of them one of them was a compilation of Ellen White. Mm. Uh, it was Noah, Another Storm is Coming. Mm. And that that helped me to see that, man, like what I was doing was wrong, you know, like I, I was a sinner, mm. um, you know, uh, and most of the consequences were from my own actions, you know, mm-hmm. um, so uh, it, it convicted me. And then the other book was Ty Gibson, See With New Eyes. Oh, mm. he's such a great writer, isn't he? Because oh, he's just man. does that whole thread of the love of Jesus with whatever <laughs> he writes. And I guess he's you a- would have just really been tugged at your heart about the love I, of Jesus. I ruined his book with tears, man. I was oh, having panic attacks powerful. the whole way through it. And uh, Powerful. Yeah, it just, it just said, you know, like... Like that was, I, I saw my Savior. I saw Jesus Christ. Beautiful. On the cross for me. Wow. And, you know, um, yeah, and, and the lie started to show itself for, for how it really was, you know. So anyway, well, well, you know, well, that was, that was going on in the background. You know, I was, I was, you know, like driving to and from work early in the morning. I was actually listening to like Chuck Swindoll from before Faith FM was a thing. Just, just the general Christian radio that, uh, you know, so I was listening to a sermon, <laughs> sermon every morning. You know, with a cigarette butt out the window, <laughs> mm. and uh, uh, i i decided I decided to read scripture, and I I read. I didn't know where to start, so I just started in Genesis, and I mm-hmm. I just read it. Eh? I didn't put it down, and um, mm. I I at the time I had to skip a little bit of the Psalms, but that was from counsel from a nana who was like, "Hey, just skip it." If 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 you're struggling for motivation, just skip it. Mm. And I'm I'm not I'm not saying the Psalms is not worth reading, but in that moment in mm-hmm. my life, mm-hmm. you know, I just I just needed to get to Proverbs, you know, and wow. uh, yeah, picked up Proverbs and and read all the way to Revelation, and I was just I was just absolutely moved by the things that I read in Isaiah and then the prophecies in Daniel and then mm. and then the the story of Jesus through the Gospels and then you know and and I I I gathered this whole new worldview that you'd think I would have picked up as a pastor's son, but I don't know. I guess you can be in the church, but not, not mm. of the church, if that makes and sense. And not experience you know? Jesus for yourself sometimes. Yeah. You, you know, you, you take it by information from others, but what you're saying here is the Holy Spirit worked incredibly on you and you mm. just discovered Jesus and as, as your personal savior and friend in such an incredible way. Mm. Yeah, the, the the purposelessness and the meaninglessness that I was wrestling with, 
um, yeah, I guess the scriptures gave me, it really gave me, um, yeah, it just, it, I was thirsty and, mm. and it gave me, it gave me water to drink, you know. And so, purpose and direction and meaning in life. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, um, I, I chose to follow Jesus and May 14, 2016, I was baptized into, wow. you know, into Jesus and the Seventh-day Adventist faith. And, mm. uh, you know, since then, I, I, I wish I could say, you know, since then, you know, life was happily ever after. <laughs> Satan doesn't like losing one of his own, you know, and, mm. uh, yeah, we, we experienced terrible tribulation, uh, you know, uh, after that. But, you know, God, God never promises to take you away from, from pain, but he, 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 you know, like he, 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 he promises to stand with you in the fire That's and it. that you, you won't, you won't get burnt, you know, and, and yeah, when, you know, so, um, look, my, my father, my, my father ended, you know, like ended his life. He, he committed mm. suicide. Um, my mum, um, you know, and she's, she's doing a lot better at the moment and I'm really proud of my mum, but you know, she, she's wrestled with alcoholism for, for years and years and years. Mm. Um, you know, I remember making an appeal to my family and just saying like, you know, to my, my sister, um, you know, your, <laughs> your ex-boyfriend's in jail for murder. Our dad's dead. Mum's an alcoholic. You know, like, well, how did we get here? You know, like, what is yeah, going well. on? You know, like, there's got to be something better than this. Like, we need to, we need to change something. And, uh, at, at that point, I was, I was, you know, fully, fully in the camp of like surrender. Let's follow Jesus. And, uh, you know, yeah, it, it was hot. It was, yeah, it was a, a profoundly painful experience to lose my, my dad, you know, my superhero. Um, but you know, like I, I, I trust that all things work together for good for those who love, uh, love Jesus and were called according to his purpose. Mm, and, uh, you know, um, yeah, I've been, I've been able to give Bible studies, uh, to, to, you know, a, a family who lost their father to suicide and, and watched them mm. all get baptized. Mm. And, um, you know, like the terrible, terrible things happen in life, but with, with God, you know, like it's possible to get through these things, you know? Wow. And, uh, yeah, I guess, look, my, my people perish for a lack of knowledge, God says. And I'm, I'm really grateful that, that through radio ministry, through, uh, uh, an Arise Expressor call, uh, uh, a rise express call, sorry, through, um, reading the, reading the scriptures, you know, God, God granted me tremendous wisdom, you know, um, of who he is. And, uh, just this morning while I was, uh, you know, um, reading through scripture, I actually found in Jeremiah nine, um, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, let not the mighty glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this. That he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. And I thought, that's bang on. Bang on. What a beautiful verse right there that sums up what you've been sharing with us this morning, Sheridan. (laughs) And, um, you know, we're sorry to hear what has happened to some of your family members, but we're grateful to hear, to the Lord and to hear of how he has transformed your life and, and what he's doing in your life and how you're leading others to Jesus and Mm. the fact that through Faith FM too, you know that others are being reached. Thanks so much for sharing with us, Sheridan. We are powerful. 
powerful, powerful story. And as always, we encourage our listeners to give Jesus Thanks a go. Thanks for just being like a part of the Faith well, FM sure. family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.